All right, everybody, welcome back to Southside Sports, guys. You're with Nick and Mike here. Um, you know, we had an exciting last Thursday night, you know, our first live shoot. Yeah, on, NFL uh, draft, Twitch, man. The NFL draft. I mean, I think we were rolling great. You know, we were like the first, like seven for seven, eight for eight. Mike might have been. And then the Bears shocked the world. Yeah, it shook us up. We didn't know what to do after that. We had to take a a TV timeout or a food timeout, whatever. And uh, it, we just had to dissect it, I guess, a little bit more as we ingest some foods. And Mike made some good wings and stuff. So, um, but here we are. We're going to recap the NFL draft. And um, I mean, just starting off with the Bears, the Fields pick shook up the whole sports world. I mean, When's the last time you you turned on ESPN or one of these big platforms in the morning on the way to work, and that's all they're talking about is Bears pick, and it's and it's a good thing, not a bad thing. You know what I mean? I'm man, it's buzzing. They got the NFL world buzzing. I mean, what a difference it was. You know, when the Bears moved up a few years ago to pick up Mitch, you know, they moved up one spot and gave gave the world away, and here they are. They moved up. Um, you know, for the 20 to 11 yeah. to get Justin. And, you know, I don't think they gave up that much in the end. I was kind of shocked. It's not much at all. I mean, I'm at least expecting two ones and maybe a three and a four. And to see what they only gave up, I'm like, I was kind of more surprised. I don't know about you. Some of the other teams not, even Carolina, like I know they're really high on the guy they got, uh, Darnold, but. Insurance policy? I I was kind of surprised that they just kind of let him go. He kind of fell to him. They wouldn't have had to trade up or anything. Well, I mean, there's some teams that surprised me, man. It was the way the draft took place. I mean, I think everybody in that first round, it was amazing seeing everybody kind of get their guy that they wanted. Yep. Everybody was. I mean, and you take a look at. Everybody kept talking about New England maybe moving up if that Mac Jones was still there or Trey Lance or even Justin Fields. And and they sat back and they were able to get their guy. Yeah. And they've been talking about his walk, how he was walking. We mentioned it. Bill told him, I just drafted you in the first round. I haven't drafted a quarterback that early and seems like forever. We got work 6 a.m. tomorrow. And he was walking like he, he had to catch a plane to get – because, you know, the first-round picks usually show up at the – at the old headquarters the next day, and they fly out right away. And we seen Justin Fields, you know, come to Chicago in his nice suit. And I mean, it's it's exciting. I'm excited for Justin Fields. I don't know if I'm that excited for Matt Nagy to be his coach. I guess time will tell, and I hope they they all do well. I'm more excited for the kid getting a chance because with the Bears, he's going to get a chance. I think. By week five, he's a starter. I really yeah, yeah, and I think really we'll find out come May 12th when the schedule is fully released. You kind of take a look at the schedule and you kind of see where where there's a nice little break or a little lull with the bye week and everything, and you kind of just pencil that in. Hey, this looks like the game that the rookie's going to go ahead and take over the team. Yeah, And like you said, I think – looking at it, you, you we're excited for Justin Fields, uh, you know – a couple of weeks ago, we were kind of wishy-washy on how we, w- we were looking at him. But when we had the draft show, we kind of – I really dissected and took a look at what he was giving us and what he was bringing, and I, I couldn't have been, been happier. 
Um, we finally have a quarterback in town. Uh, I know a lot of people weren't, you know, uh, Jay Cutler and all that kind of stuff, but hopefully this guy can be the quarterback that we're looking for and lead this team for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. It, I mean, if you look at it, when they when they drafted Mitch, a lot of people were down on the Mitch pick, and I was like, okay, that was that at that time that was Pace's first quarterback that he took, and I'm like, I'm like, look, I'm gonna give you a chance unless you prove me otherwise. I, he's a bear, so hey, we're gonna give the guy a chance. I'm getting behind him, you know. Hope he does well, and it's the same thing with Fields. I don't like Ohio State, and I thought that he had a few games that were kind of suspect. You know, a lot of fans out there that only seen the Clemson game because they only watch a college football playoffs. There's a lot of those fans, you know, college football fans. A lot, a lot of people watch week in and week out like we do. So if you watch the body of work, they had a couple games against a couple good defenses, Indiana and Northwestern. Okay, clean some things up. But it, I like fields, and I think that I just want to see more from Nagy. I want to see more from putting things around him as far as pace goes. And if we go to the second round, you start building things around them, everybody in their mid-20s, I'll start off this by saying I think this is the best pick that Pace has ever picked. Where he got him, what he gave up, I think he's going to be, I mean, with the Bears for 10 to 15 years. I think this guy is that good. I like this guy a lot. On the right side. Right tackle. Yeah, you're talking about the Tevin tackle. Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. What a big shock that was. I mean, that guy was sitting around. They penciled. That's everybody, every expert penciled the Bears. That's who they were getting. At 20. At 20. And we were able to get him what what I don't technically know, the draft uh, 39. here. 39. 39. So we were able to pick him at 39, and that is just a steal. Seven picks into the second round. So, I mean, that's – I can't wait to see what this guy brings, and then we go ahead a day later. We get rid of uh, Jay Leno. Yeah, you know he and he's made a lot of stars for us and made some good stars for us. But it's time to move on. It's time to get younger. A hell of a lot of money. I mean, when it comes down to it, a lot of teams do that. Depending on the draft, they cut veterans. If we replace a guy in the draft that's close, if not, maybe has the potential to be better. You know, a lot of times he'll cut some veterans, and you're seeing it happen throughout the you know the NFL. But where they picked Tevin Jenkins, him being they say probably the best right tackle in the whole draft, you get him in the second round, and you know I didn't think they gave up too much to move up to that spot. You couldn't even give fans time to relax and digest the Fields pick because boom, you just picked another first rounder. In the second round. Yeah, I mean, everybody was so high on that Fields draft, and then you come back and then you get this other – they dropped another bomb by yep. being able to move up and pick Tevin Jenkins. I mean, you, so you start out, yeah. you're on fire. Your first few picks, <laughs> you know, they're, they're top 20 players. I mean – This cat, you think about it, out of the whole draft, he's the best right tackle. So we got a top five guy at his position in Fields, a, a quarterback, and you got – you know, arguably the best right tackle in the whole draft who could sit in that anchor that right side. The guy's a big, nasty guy. He's a nasty guy if you watch his tape. More run blocking. And the things that I like is, look, maybe we start running the ball a little bit more. We get behind some of these guys. The, like you said, the in- interior line shirt up a little bit, you know. Well, I, I like it, man. And then yeah. what do they go? They didn't have a pick till the fifth round because of the 
trade-ups and stuff like that. Yeah, and then they went and go ahead and, and got another uh, interior lineman from Missouri. Yeah. So, I mean, that guy was a big – he's a big road grader too. Depth, like a depth pick. Yeah. And, you know, and and if you ask everybody where the Bears – they stole the show on their first two picks. But the sixth and seventh round, they knocked it out of the park. And this is what has been, um, you know – Pace's forte is getting these late round late. picks and making sure that or free agents yep. coming in and and um, them making big contributions early right away. So um, the, the one pick that everybody is really high on is that Thomas Graham out of Oregon, the DB. Uh, he opted out last year and kind of just fell by the wayside. Uh, Nick, if Thomas Graham would have played, he is easily a top two pick. First or second round pick. He can flat out get the job done. He is very good. I mean, and, very and, good. And, and from the reports that I read, it's just like he was graded in the 80s, high 80s for his three, all three years, each and every year. And I just, I, I was ecstatic that we were able to get him. And then you always like these, uh, the, you know, this defensive tackle, Tonga. I mean, that just sounds like a football player. <laughs> oh, Good yeah. defensive tackle out of BYU, you know, getting these guys. Because we got to get younger on the inside. We got we lost a couple. Hicks is getting older. Um, we know what the production. I mean, even though he's not inside, we know the production Robert Quinn's been given. So if you can get a little younger interior. And like you said, Graham, they need to address the DB position. I mean, you lose Fuller. You have the rookie who was going to be in his second year who was injury prone. You pick up a, a journeyman vet in uh, – what's his name? Uh, they picked that from Detroit, Trufant. So, they needed to be addressed, and Thomas Graham is very good. We talked about Penne opting out. A lot of the Pac-12 guys opted out because they kind of like axed the whole NFL season to start the season. Yeah, it, so was, it, was, it was a little too late. You can't blame them like they didn't want to play or something. They Listen, I'm not going to go back and forth with this. I got to get ready for the draft. And that's what a lot of them did. So, yeah, um, I even like the, the running back from Virginia Tech. You watch some of his tape and you're like, okay, the guy could fit right in, you know. Yeah, he's a, like another little Swiss Army knife type of guy, a little small, small little smaller back that can do about everything. So we'll see how these guys get used. And, I, I mean, you got to be very optimistic going in here and you're kind of – you got that half glass full now going into the season. Yeah. I'm, I mean, because the this past is, two years, we've been a quarterback away. Yeah, this is definitely Nagy's, like, pick. Fields is Nagy's pick, and he'll live and die in Chicago with the pick because, you know, he Mitch was already here when he got hired, and we know the story. So this is it, you know, with, for these two guys. If they show upside and Fields kind of gets in there, week four, five, six, somewhere in there, and he, he shows promise and stuff like that. You'll see guys get extended. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm so high on the Tevin Jenkins thing. I, I couldn't believe it. I, for one, I couldn't believe that he slid to the second round. And I couldn't believe the Bears traded up that far again to get the guy. Yeah, because, I mean, they were in the 50s, right? Yeah. And then they moved up to 39. So, I mean, I got that text right away from Mike. It's like, holy smokes, we got him. <laughs> Like, yeah. He's I mean, like, we got goggles. I'm like, oh, <laughs> awesome, man. I was, uh, I'm was. i telling you, if actually a movie, if anybody wants to watch a good movie about uh, NFL offensive linemen, greater, 
is a hell of a movie. It's on it, Netflix. Yeah, it's a great movie. Very sad. It's fair. Just a warning. I only watch it one time. I'll never watch it again because it was that good and that sad. And I won't. I won't put myself through it again. But this is reminded me of the guy with the glasses. He's got the glasses, and uh, I was at a baseball game, coach, and I looked down. I'm I'm trying to see. You know, the draft finally started, and then I'm getting like alerts like crazy because I got the Bears as on my ESPN. Like these dudes traded up and got my guy. I would have been happy if they drafted the guy at twenty and just move on. I mean, one hundred percent. I would have been happy with that. Now you get him and Fields, a quarterback, with a, you know the, the most upside. I say he's probably got the most upside out of anybody. Yeah, him and Trey Lance. Yeah. I mean, but let's just say, I mean, the guy's a winner. He's won a lot of college football games. He's played in some big games, and I can't wait to see what they got. Like, I think the million dollar question is: is what is Nagy going to do? To make sure this works, because obviously the whole Mitch experience, we don't want to keep going back to that. But after you know, we he went and got foals and that didn't work out. And but what do you what did you do to tailor the offense to Mitch's capabilities? Uh, we didn't see that. Right. We didn't see any of that happen. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do. And kind of like, well, maybe this is the. Maybe this is the Andy Reid system that is flawless. You got to have this type of quarterback. Right, right. And like you said, don't fail the guy. Trade up to get him. You know, please do the Kyle Shanahan thing and tailor your offense to the guy's strengths. Don't fail the guy. You know, he now we got to get behind him. Get behind him. Figure out what he does well. That's your job, man. That's your job as a head coach. Figure out and a play caller. Figure out what he does well, and let's go to work. If he can make all the throws, stretch the field and throw the ball down the field because clearly they say he's one of the best deep ball throwers in the draft. So let's do it. I mean, let's stop. And if, he can, if he's mobile, get him out in space. You know what I mean? He's not Nick Foles. And he's a, I say he's a, he's a far more of an athlete than Mitch was. But, you know, I'd like to see him get out a little bit. You know, let him move. Get him on some bootlegs. And I'm not saying run all the time. But, yeah, we got to use it. He's, an, he's a freak athlete. So yeah, we got to do four, it. 4-3. He ran a 4-3 <laughs> in his combine. So let's, let's use it. Let's make sure. But he, he, he loves to stick in the pocket. He, he's a pocket passer first. Yeah. He wants to make sure he can get that ball and stretch it downfield. If not, then he's take it off and run. I mean, some people even flawed him for that. You know, yeah. that was one of the knocks is that he holds on to the ball too much and he needs to trust himself being an athlete. So we'll see. I mean, we're very excited here. I can't wait. You know, let's get training camp here. And You know, we told Andy Dalton, rolling. you're the starter, you know. <laughs> we didn't say the job was up for grabs, but you're the starter to start it. I'd say by week three or four, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure in camp because of the, how – much of an athlete and how good of a player Fields is, just because when you trade up that far, there's going to be talk. Yeah, so, I, I, this to me is just the whole um, Russell Wilson dilemma all over again. Where this, you draft a guy, but he was a third rounder, but you moved up, and this guy's just going to wow you the whole entire time. And, and there, you can't, you have to play the guy. Right. He, he's going to be the best. And just look how excited all these players got on Twitter. I mean, oh. these guys, Eddie Jackson was going nuts. Oh, yeah, we're getting our quarterback. We're getting a quarterback. Yeah. Here we go, finally getting a quarterback. I mean, what does that tell you? These yeah. guys have been searching for something. Locker room is excited. It, it injected some life after the offseason was kind of lackluster and you bring in a Dalton, you got Foles. And so I, I'm excited 
I like I like when we get it's almost like you get a new car every time that there's a draft because you're getting new guys come in. You've seen them ball in college, and you would just hope it translates. I just hope that they don't fail them. I just hope that they, like you said, tailor to his strengths. And, you know, we're, at the end of the day, we want the Bears to do well and, and push for a playoff spot, and I think that should be the goal with trading up a couple of draft picks. My boy Tevin Jenkins is going to start day one. He's going to make an immediate impact. Fields maybe a little later. But you get some immediate impact guys, you got to like that. I mean, you got to, it should boost your chances for, to make a playoff push. The division's down. We even talked about A.A. Ron. He's not happy. If you draft Justin Fields and A.A. Ron leaves the division, it is the biggest offseason in Bears history. Please. Well, yeah, you might have the best quarterback in the division now. Yeah, exactly. So when you, when you have that, you got uh, Detroit sky's the limit. Trying to figure it out, biting kneecaps, whatever the hell they're doing, building the interior. The Vikings are. I don't know. I don't even think they know what they are. I think Kellen Mond might be the starter before the season's over. They drafted him. They're not happy with Kirk Cousins. They're like stuck in neutral. Yeah, well, they just don't want to pay that guy his money anymore right. either. And like people are unhappy there. The they're kind of like the Bears a few years ago. They're just stuck. And the Bears. I mean, the arrow's got to be pointing up now. So there you go. Yeah, and then you know, just kind of uh, reiterate what happened. I mean. Who did you like? I mean, who do you think had one of the best drafts? You know, who were who were the winners? Who were the losers? Well, Green Bay's a loser. If you want to keep AA run, draft a receiver. Don't draft a corner. I mean, do you want to keep the guy or not? I don't understand that. He's he's mentioned that GMs like Jerry Krause, and they just don't get along. And then they go and draft a corner. I know. Oh, we got a receiver in the second. Look, man, draft a guy receiver. One of the top guys. There was a couple of guys there. That, that more from Purdue slid to the second round. Draft one of those guys. I don't understand it. I think they're one of the losers just because of that. You know, lose the MVP over your over your pride. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, we, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Um, who did I? I, like, I love Detroit's draft and the Jets' draft. I love their drafts. I thought they, I thought the Jets really did a good job. You know, obviously they got... They, they drafted Wilson, which is, you know, obviously they had to do. But then you go, their second first-round pick, they got Tucker, who was probably the best guard in the whole draft. And then they got that, and Elijah Moore fell to the second round. They snagged him up. And, oh, by the way, Corey Davis in the offseason. Okay. So, you yeah, and, like, and don't forget, you can Carter. add Michael Carter. <laughs> He's good, man. I mean, some people had him rated as, you know, in the top three running backs. So, and if not, some of them had them leapfrogging them other guys. They had 10 picks in the draft, the Jets. So, I mean, with their first four picks, I mean, you might be looking at four starters right there. Right off the bat. Yep. I just love that. Like, if I'm a GM and I'm, a, I'm in a situation like the Jets, give me guys that are going to make an impact on my roster. We need it. Yeah, I mean, what, are, what are you looking for? Because, I mean, Vera Tucker's the, he was like one of the can't-miss guys in the draft. Early. Stick him in a in a phone booth and let him, you know, tear somebody up. Let him have at it. Him and uh, the guy, who's it, Makai Benton yeah. from um, Louisville. Mm -hmm. They got last year. He got kind of, he, he got banged up early in the season. And then it would be him, those two on the left side, and just massive human beings, just road graders. And and I just look, I, I, I'm interested to see what, Robert Salah is going to do there, and, and you, you know, you know, he's a defensive guy. So you got 
offense, first four. Then you got defense, defense, safety, corner, corner, safety, corner, D-tackle. So you know eventually, and you know when he was in Frisco, they had a lot of good corners. I know Sherman got a lot of the, the hype, but the, he rotates guys. He, he believes in that. You know, there's not just 11. There's, you know, we need 14, 15 guys. And he get usually, you know, he's made famous at D-line in San Fran. They got that big rotation going and always had pressure on the quarterback with four. So there you go. And it looks like he addressed the secondary big time late in the draft. So, yeah, I, I like it, man. And you know what? I think you got to go back out west um, to your boy. Oh, the Chargers? Yeah, the Chargers went ahead and they got they – did, They did the damn thing, like, man. You, you possibly could have the two best at their position – at their needs, the highest needs that they have, yep. you could possibly have the two best at left tackle, Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. They tabbed in the first round. And in the second round, they were able – I don't know how Asante Samuel fell this the late. second round, yeah. He should have been a late first round and, pick. And they, they were able to nab, nab him. So you're talking about two who could possibly be – You know, we'll, we'll look back here in a few years. You know, They say give four or five years. We'll look back. These two could be – Best two at their position, oh, yeah, and no that was doubt. their highest needs they needed. And you know they didn't trade up to get Penny. And I know you know Herbert and Penny had a, obviously a history there. But you know we'll just sit back, let all the receivers go, let all these corners get drafted. We're sitting at thirteen. You know there's a lot of people that thought Slater was better than Penny. I'm not me, but it was close. They, I mean, I didn't realize until draft night. You know, shame on me that this guy pretty much tied down Chase Young, who was easily the best defensive rookie last year in college. He pretty much wound him up, hog-tied him up, and he couldn't do shit. I mean, and he's got the bloodline. His dad played in the NBA. When you get them bloodlines going, and I, I like the way the young fellow was dressed on draft night. I like the swag. Let me see it for an old lineman. Let yeah. me see it. It's nice, but he looked like a gosh darn picnic, <laughs> at, uh, you know, picnic tablecloth. Tablecloth. He, but it's all right, man. I love it when you. He, like, he, he used OG Unks uh, <laughs> suit and got it just tailored to fit him. But like you said, Asante Samuel, if he's playing at Alabama or Ohio State, he's easily top fifteen pick. Florida State's in a mess. You know, I'm sure his dad probably went there. I don't know for sure, but I'm sure that's what it was about. But the, like you said, what they needed and what they got. Come on. And they had a lot of picks, too. They, they drafted twice in the third, twice in the sixth. So they got another receiver, a tight end out of Georgia, who was one of the better tight ends. So, yeah, good for them. They're trying to take over, uh, take over the division. <laughs> and I, you know what? Let's just talk. I mean, how about the Cleveland Browns offseason? What, hey, I mean, what are we looking? Dog pound stand up. Dude. I'm – they They're got, going for it, man. They needed a corner. They got a corner. And then they got uh, the – And we we keep saying this. Like, people thought he was the best corner in the draft, this guy. This new something. A lot of people said that. This guy's really good, man. And they go and get this guy out of Notre Dame who was a top 15 <laughs> prospect. Many people had him on the board. And we all know that these things are all over the place. But when this guy falls to you in your lap hey, – He's a little shorter, but like you said – He'll put his face in the fan and blow you up. I mean, we're getting a guy at 52 that's a top 15 prospect? What? Just thank you very much, and we went ahead and added Davion Clowney to the mix. They hit on the most pressing So we got Miles with- Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. If he's healthy, two guys come screaming off the edge. And we know where they were last year. 
You know, they were they were there, man. Stefan Stefanski. Okay. Yeah, he's getting Baker Baker got going, man. Baker had games down the stretch last year, the last three, four weeks, and in the playoffs. He balled. If he can stay there, he'll be fine. Hey, they, it looks like they had drafted like the yeah, and the even that, o- that offensive that, defensive line later on. Yeah, but that receiver out of Auburn, oh, he's that really guy's good. got world class <laughs> speed. You know, you're looking for another guy. Let's just keep adding. Yep. And I mean, Odell, he'll be back. I mean, healthy or not, he's going to help you. I mean, I know he's a distraction, but him, Jarvis, yeah, they, their running backs are unbelievable. Nick Chubb is unbelievable. So, I mean, and I like Stefanski will run the ball too. He's not afraid to run the ball, so I like it, man. And he that's came what, from that Mike Zimmer that, you know, Par- Parcells, you run the football. That's how you win. So Yeah, so let's just talk about some guys. I mean, we'll hit on a couple teams you kind of just swung and miss. Um, you know, they're really hurting. Let's just talk about You know, we got to talk about Gruden and Mayock. I don't know if they're playing Madden. I don't know what they're doing. Just some questionable stuff every year with their first-round picks. It they. You know what they remind me of? Like, they're going to just draft a guy just to say that they're smarter than everybody else. That they, get, they reach every year. You know what I mean? Like, what do you – like, I like Henry Ruggs, but, like, with Jerry Judy out there and these other guys, they did it last year. They did it the year before with the kid from Clemson, the D-end. It's like they got to – and I like Leatherwood. God, I love the guy. But in the second round, he would have been there. I don't – I just don't understand. Yeah, especially um, – Watching were- Jenkins fall? Yeah, and they were able to nab, you know, uh, Trayvon Morrig um, from TCU, the safety. He was rated high. You know, some people had him at uh, in their top twenty. So it's just like, but like you said, I think they just they want to show that they're the smartest people in the room. So let's just see what what happens with these guys because, I, hey, well, you know. I, I used to do this for a living. I was the guy who ranked all these guys, and I really know. I'm not putting on the show. I'm going to do it my way, a little right, May hockey. Right. And go ahead and you have at it. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, when we talk about the Raiders, they're on their third defensive coordinator in Gruden's third year. Every year he fires a defensive coordinator. And I don't know what the problem is, but, you know, part of the problem is you keep trading up and getting these guys. If you sit where you are and you draft a guy like Max Crosby, that's just one of his best picks that he's had. And he just stood there and took the best guy available who was a guy from Eastern Michigan in the Mac, who's as nasty as they come. And, you know, he didn't have to trade up and make the splash and say how smart I am. That picks outshining all these other ones. But it's just, yeah. Now he's got the guy, uh, Gus Bradley's there, I believe, now doing the defense. He was with uh, the Chargers, and that Anthony Lynn got fired, so he became available. And I like him. I think he's pretty good. I mean, he, Gus Bradley's coming from the Pete Carroll tree, so... But you're you're just the third in the third year. <laughs> There's not much to work with over there. Let's put it that way. No, and they keep giving everything away, and that's why it was kind of you had one of the top available pa- pass rushers, and they yeah. they needed that. Why didn't you go ahead and draft that at 17? Or if you really wanted to tackle, go ahead and get one of the tackles. They drafted three safeties. Also, I mean, I, I've never even seen that. I, I've never even <laughs> seen a team draft. They, and then they drafted the kid in the first round two years ago. Yeah, Abrams. They can't stay healthy. But now you drafted three, the three. Oh, my God. I don't know, man. It's, it's just questionable. Questionable for Mayock. Yeah, and then yeah, I, what, 
I mean, what are the Saints doing? They only had six picks. They had basically won every round. And other one of them than was the your fifth. boy Ian Book. Ian Book in the fourth <laughs> round. He might have been able to be picked up and and. Well, he shouldn't have got drafted in free agency. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And we're we're burning. A, I mean, fourth round picks are sometimes pretty good. I mean, they've shown to be very valuable here in Chicago. So, just very stretch. They stretch on Turner. Yeah, uh, the DN out of Houston. A lot of great DNs, and they stretch. It's that's a that's a, I'm the smartest guy in the room pick for sure from Peyton. Um, yeah, I don't know. I you remember this guy that he was? You remember him in the championship game that Pete Werner? He was that. He's a white kid, right? The linebacker. I think that's him. Ohio State linebacker, isn't that him? Uh, he yeah, he is Ohio State linebacker. He's the one that he made. He made all pretty much all the tackles in the championship game. I know they were for like 14, 15 yard games, but yeah. I think he was flying all over. But yeah, it's a, it's just questionable. It's questionable, kind of odd. They had some needs, you know, and they they really didn't like you said. The Chargers nailed it. A couple holes to fill, immediate holes. I don't know the Saints. I don't know, man. It was it was a little questionable. Yeah, it's just interesting, but... I think people need to lay off my Indianapolis Colts. Just lay off Frank Wright, because I think Frank Wright's one of the smartest people out there. They got them their draft grade so low, they build up front, man. They do two DNs right off the rip, go along with that defense. A lot of people thought they should have been drafting offensive linemen to help Wentz. But, you know, they might like what they have in their room. Yeah, but that's the thing. Everybody, you know, Anthony Costanzo, he retired, so they really need to feel that left tackle, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it anywhere in this draft. So that's where you kind of really, like, that big need that they need. With Carson Wentz, you know, they said the problem was with him, when Philly's O-line fell apart, now what are you going to do? He fell apart. So how is he going to fare here when, you know, your offensive line, you're, you're missing one of the most important positions in football, and you don't have a left tackles. Now, we also did say a lot of these teams do kind of wait. I know some of these left tackles, these veterans are going to get cut. So maybe a Chuck Leno finds himself over there. Maybe one of these other yeah, guys. Yeah, Dennis Kelly's out there, yeah. Marion Catholic. So one of these guys might find themselves over there. Um, I don't know what their cap situation is like, but I think they might have some room to, to plug and play there, you know. I love Frank Wright. I mean, but hey, Chris, I'll defend Frank Wright. You just lay off my boy. But man. I think you got to defend Chris Ballard because Chris Ballard's been knocking it out of the park with his draft picks over, you know, since he's taken over. Since these guys really have taken over together, it kind of came as a package. Yeah. And um, it, it, they've been doing a great job. And I don't, I don't put anything by them. They went heavy up front with the D, defensive line. So, but that's what you got to win. I, I like when you, yeah. you, you, you sit there and you, and you get after these uh, defense alignment and, and offense alignment. Go ahead, build there, and let's you know build from inside out. Because I tell you what, I watched that game when they played the Bears last year. I don't get off topic, but they beat the Bears' ass up front, and it wasn't – they didn't do nothing cute because, you know, Philly Riv, he couldn't even get the ball down the field. They just, they just beat their ass, man. It was an old school – I'm going to say St. Agnes – Catholic League wide splits, <laughs> run the ball down your throat and see if you can stop it, and they didn't stop it. I mean, it was an ass whooping. It was a. I remember watching four quarters of that game. Like they just got their ass beat. It was no cute about it. There was no motion. Line up wide splits. Here we go. Power, 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 man. And I. That's how they. Ro- that's how they roll over there. They really do, man. I like it. I yeah. like it. 
I, I like what they do over there. All right, now let's uh, go ahead and let's take it back in town. Um, that wraps up the NFL kind of draft uh, grades. Here we're going to take it back to um, our baseball here. It's going hot and heavy in town. We'll just go ahead and jump on the Cubs. We're watching it right now. As, as Chief we speak. would say, the Cubbies are hot, man. The Cubbies are hot. <laughs> Cubbies, <laughs> Cubbies are hot, man. They're eight and three in their last, you know, and in, in I mean, sorry, they're seven and seven and four over the last eleven games. So they're here running away with some things. And the biggest thing is they swept the Dodgers, swept the champs. But you know what? It's like to me, it's so funny just coming back over these years with the Cubs and and this last run they've they've been having. The Dodgers like really never ever scared me. You know, like Kershaw was our big guy. Yeah. And we pound Kershaw. He was out in the first inning the other night yeah. in the doubleheader. Double right? Yeah. yeah. So it was, you know, and that kind of set the tone. It was, you had two Cy Youngs pitching in the, in the doubleheader that day. Yep. And they took it to both of them. Yeah, they sure did, uh, man. And then Chris Bryant's bad. He's on fire. Oh, yeah. He's playing that you Chris Bryant about, as old. You talk about trading. Man, if they want to trade him, keep raking, man. I mean, if he's part of a deal, you're talking about a haul, man, getting for him because he he's back to his uh, he's back to the MVP form, sure, man. Yeah, you know, you're just sitting here and you know, pitchers, everybody figures this out. You got to find a way to get that edge in the game of baseball and yeah, that high and that high fastball. Yeah, it, what do you think just, about it? Did you hear Rizzo talking about it about the stuff they're using to put on the baseballs? Did you hear about this? Uh, no, I didn't. Rizzo was on the local uh, with Cap, and he said that, well, Bauer, you know, they've taken his baseballs a couple times. Yes. That they got some kind of stuff they're using to get the more of a, uh, rotations on the ball. They're putting on their glove or their hand, on their throwing hand. And they said they're getting it from, like, overseas, like some kind of, like, uh, from France. I'm, I'm dead serious. Rizzo said it's from last year to this year, something's up. I'm just, I'm just going to say the averages are way down. He said guys are throwing stuff. Them fastballs are, are moving and rising. Like, when you're in the box, you know. I know. And he said, I'm glad they're starting to take the baseballs now because they've taken, it for, taken baseballs from Bauer to Grom. They said all these, these guys that, with them high spin rates are using something. But, I mean, we talked about the steroid era. Look, if you guys didn't ban it, hey, they're using something. They're giving more... Yeah, you to know, get that get an advantage. Yeah. And um, I, I just think, you know, Chris Bryant, I was going ahead talking about, you know, the high fastball, and it's kind of been his nemesis over the last year. Him and his dad went back to the grind and tried to figure out the swing. We got to be able to hit that high fastball. They're calling the high fastball. Let's let it – we got to figure it out because we can't keep yeah. doing the same thing over and over the again. The swing ain't working. No, we got to figure it out, flatten that swing out and hit it. Hit it square on that high fastball. You know, it shows. And that's a, you, the other thing. We'll keep talking about the Cubs. I mean, even Javi's starting to come back around. Uh, his glove looks a little shaky this year. He's having yeah. a lot of errors, but he's starting to come back. His power numbers are there. Oh, yeah. So if we can get him to bat, you know, around that 260, 270 mark, we're in good shape. That's good for him. 
Because he's such a swing and miss guy, 260, 270, I'll take that with the power number. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have 40, you know, 100 RBIs. Right. So hopefully. Yeah, you know what? The MLB logo started to fade just a little bit, a lot of time in the sun. I think maybe he just went to the tattoo parlor and got it sharpened up, got the ink back on there, got it a little more bold. It's popping. And, you know, when he he's the guy that comes up, I think what he hit a home run to tie it the other night or something. Yeah, in the late innings. Those are the kind of things that Javi. And he'll go on now a month tear because he he's a momentum guy. He's such a streaky guy, a lot of peaks and valleys, but he's that kind of guy. Like that will that will jolt him, and now he'll just start. He'll be hitting everything. You know? Yeah, let me tell you how exciting it was. You know, my grandpa was staying up to watch these Dodgers games, and he'd wake up the next morning with high blood pressure because he was so excited. <laughs> Two days in a row. Two days in a row. He got got them all excited. And staying them up to eleven midnight, <laughs> you know, the late inning, extra inning games, and he just couldn't he couldn't stop watching them. Nice. I mean, I I was watching. I watched the second game, but yeah, like you said, the first game, I checked the score because they got the seven inning thing. Like, damn, Kershaw's already out. And he, Kershaw's had more of those games than not lately. He's getting knocked around left and right. All that good pitching over there. And we've said it before. The Dodgers are skidding pretty bad. And Dave Roberts, you know, stay out of the fucking way sometimes, you know. Like, him and Ross are good friends, I guess, and they go back and forth. But they were got off to such a good start, and he starts opening his mouth, Dave Roberts. Would you just shut up and let them guys play? Don't say how good they are, or how, how you got all these guys and you don't know where to put them and such a good problem to have. And all of a sudden, now you can't hit and you, you can't pitch. <laughs> it's just like he curses them all the time. Man. Yeah, I mean, because with that pitching staff, you should not be in any trouble. You no. got any guy that can he can end that run, you know, that losing streak yep. in any game. So, but, I mean, it's just fun to see the guy that kind of Cubs playing with a little energy here. You're getting them out of um, some kind of unknown guys. Matt Duffy's playing a big role here. Yeah. Uh, Nico Horner was hot, and now he's on the DL. Got plunked, right? Yeah. Or so it, you know we've kind of been hitting with that bug, like the White Sox, a little bit, but not to that extent. Ours are a little shorter, but Arietta and Nico Horner are out right now. But they're just trying to put things together and I think it's given an opportunity for Jock to play a little bit and he's been making some contact here and getting some RBIs so it's it's fun to see yeah like we talked about them I mean the last time we talked Cubs man they were historically just terrible at the plate you know those things aren't going to last forever like we know that you know look at the back of the baseball card and you know the things that turn around but yeah it's nice to see and it never hurts when you look at the schedule I know they swept the Dodgers, but then we got to play the Pirates. Teams you're supposed to beat, it'll keep you going. It'll keep the momentum going, keep the train moving in the right direction. So that's good. Yeah, but shit, I mean, the Pirates have been our nemesis. <laughs> yeah. We can't beat the Pirates. Yep. I mean, it goes back to when we first started getting hot here. I mean, who are we playing in the playing game every year? Yeah. The Pirates. Pirates, right. You know. And now they just, uh, for some reason, they're the worst team in baseball, and they beat us. <laughs> and just, where does it, so where does that put us? But, I, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier, Mike and I, pre, pre-show, and we just talked about the problem with me that I'm having with these Cubs. Cubs will be hot for 10 games, and then they'll be bad for 10 games. Hot for 10 games, bad for 10 games. It's like too much hot and cold right now. Hopefully they can stay and just get back to the Joe Madden, just, hey, let's just win the series. Let's just win a series. Yep. All we got to do is win series, and we'll be okay. Take one series at a time. 
Exactly. And that way you don't get too far ahead of yourself like you're saying, you know, and you don't get too down on yourself if you struggle. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean because early in the season you're like, man, they shouldn't. They still got the names there. You know, come on, you know, you're waiting for them to start. But we talk about it again. I mean, you can't ignore it. There's a lot of big decisions being made on the north side. And like you said, you can't win, win 10, lose 10. If you, if you do that all year, you're going to find yourself missing three of those four stars that come the end of the season. Yeah, because, I mean, what do you do? You know, everybody talks about, well, we got to keep Chris. You know, people, you, you got both sides. Keep Chris Bryant or trade Chris Bryant. Well, what do you do? Do you keep Chris Bryant and he's playing with a bunch of no names or just a bunch of prospects who kind of got to fill out the roster? Yeah. Or do you, you know, it's, it's that double-edged sword. What do you want to see? A bad roster with Bryant? Or, yeah. you know, trade him and we'll fill it out with a bunch of and start over. If, if it was me, this is me speaking, I keep the law firm of Bryant and Rizzo for sure. Baez and Contreras definitely be traded at the deadline. See what you can get. Maximize what you can get. And you have to move on. And we'll start plugging guys in, you know. You got a catcher, I guess. He's one of their best prospects. There's a catcher in the minors, the Cubs. He's like their best position player prospect. Those are the things you got to look at. You know, you got 75 shortstops. So Baez is expendable. It's, you know, that's what I'm saying too. So it just hurts, man, because I, we talked about it. They didn't get anything for Darvish, and he's fucking balling, man. You didn't get a top 10 guy you could play like a year from now for that guy. He is fucking We got dealing. a guy who made, they, as a total, like I said, they, they play like some 40 games in, in professional baseball. The guy's, which is crazy. He's dealing out West. Dealing. It just, it just sucks. But I, if that was me, I would keep Bryant, the law firm of Bryant Rizzo, and I would just, I would have to trade Baez and Contreras. You know, catchers, we talk about Grandal. I don't, everybody thinks he's still so great. I think Contreras is twice the catcher he is. So if that just tells you like the, a lot of teams are out there looking. They need a solid guy to control the, the, the staff going into the postseason to put him over the top. I think Contreras could be that guy. I think you can get at least three or four prospects for him. Easy. So Yeah, I we'll see. I mean, you, you need those would catchers. You keep Brian Rizzo? Those are the two guys I, I would keep. But I mean, it depends what people are knocking on the door to give you Bryant. Yeah, you gotta you gotta I, answer phone calls, right? Yep, and I read an article this morning. Number one person who should probably be knocking right now. Yeah, is your I man know. Rick Hahn. I already know who you're doing to say. Yeah. Yeah, you, but you got another guy go down in the outfield. You're missing your two all stars out there. Mm-hmm. And they're on the sixty day DL right now. Yeah. What oh, you're yeah. talking about months here. Wow. And some of them, you know, Eloy's not expected to be back until the playoffs. Luis maybe a little sooner. Yeah, no surgery came out this morning, so two two months at least. So I mean, what do you think about that as a White Sox fan? Yeah, I would have to say, of course, you always say, who would who would we have to give up? And everybody, the big name that's coming across. No is, fucking way. Michael it, Kopech, no way. No, it's not oh, Kopech. Not Kopech? Okay. No, it, the name coming across the table is Cespedes. Oh, really? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see, but I'm, I'm thinking we're going to need a pitcher. Yeah, to, you're going you're gonna to ask for more than that. Yeah, I mean, like, we're, I think a starter, kind of a pitcher or. Yeah. You know, if you get Chris Bryant, he'd play right field, right? Chris Bryant will play everywhere. Yeah. He's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, see, so 
if you trade Cespedes, Cespedes was a basically an international signing. It's not like you got him in a trade or drafted him first overall or anything. But I would trade Cespedes straight up in a, a prospect that I have, haven't I would say a prospect that I haven't seen pitch for the White Sox yet. So, like, you know, a guy that hasn't been up. How about Ronaldo Lopez? You want him too? No. No? So it has to be a guy that's I, I think you're going to have to give me one of the guys, one of your young fireballers. Yeah, whoever they got. You might have to give uh, uh, Cease back. <laughs> that ain't happening. Can't do it. Can't do it. I mean. Not both of them. Because I know... I like Cespedes, and I think he's going to solve like the right field hole that we've had like since I can remember. We don't have a guy. Jermaine Dye filled that for four or five years, but that's all I can remember. Like, yeah, since Maglio. he left, <laughs> since he left him, he was he was after Mags, right? Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's a tough thing because we all know you're going to trade Cespedes and Cease for if you don't sign Bryant for what four months, five months. You got to see. He, he likes it in Chicago, so. Might be easy to do. Young fella's going to want 250, 300. Oh, if he better keeps it in the way, yeah. Hey, you better be willing to pay him. But those are always interesting. I mean, but I mean, how do you think your, your White Sox are faring? I know you said you got to get a lot of stuff off your chest. And one of the main, was well, one of the main reasons that we're having the show today. So the, the floor is yours, pal. Well, you know, it's about, it's happening every two, three times a week now. Tony's just being Tony. He doesn't know the fucking rules, man. Not only did we lose Pantera, yeah, he's hustling, you know. Two days later, I'm watching the $40 million closer running fucking bases in extra innings. What are we doing? And everyone's saying, I mean, Benetti and Stone knew about the rule. He double switched. You know, you can, you can put the guy you double switched for, he can run. It was a thing. They asked the guy from the Reds, did you know the rule? We had an hour. He said we had an hour-long Zoom meeting in the spring training about the rule, how to go about it, what you could do. They asked Matheny. They asked. They were asking everybody, all these American League teams who don't really see it too much. Matheny said, we employ a guy on the bench who just looks up rules for us. Hey, look up that rule real quick. He said, the guy's on his iPad, looks it up, lets us know. So I don't want to hear the excuse about nobody knew the rule because it was a thing. And they told every team about the rule. And then not only do you do that, but we have Larry Garcia. Tony calls him Larry. We got Larry at first, stealing second, thrown out by a mile. And Nick's boy, T.A., sitting on the on deck circle, who could drove in the win or, you know, go ahead run with the bat in his fucking hands. Because then Billy Hamilton comes up and strikes out. We don't pinch in for Billy Hamilton again. Well, you had all that power. I mean, you had some power sitting on the bench. And what are we doing? You got two slap hitters come up to the plate. It's hap- this happened the week before, you know. Yes. With the game on the line. Larry, Leroy, but Tony calls him Larry. And Billy Hamilton. Tony says, we're just looking for some singles there, you know. So let me tell you this, Nick. Dylan Cease, first time pitching in the National League. Guy, the kid up through unbelievable. Got three hits. Three hits. He's got the same on hits as Jake Lamb and Billy Hamilton on the season. Three, and they and Jake Lamb continues to be putting the lineup hitting cleanup a lot. Billy Ham- Hamilton's our everyday center fielder. He's got three hits this year. Same on hits as Dylan Cease, and he's hitting with the game on the line with uh, Zach Collins on the bench, with the uh, Yerminator on the bench because it's National League. He's he can pinch hit. I, I don't know what's going on, man. I I don't know what's going. on. I don't know what else to say. 
what the so, fuck is going on? So do you think one of the problems, too, when they made this hire and they brought Miguel Cairo, first-year bench coach, did you think someone needed to be a little more uh, polished to well, help Tony or just to check Tony? Well, you know what? Who's going to check Tony? When the GM puts a team together and then finally it's got one piece of the puzzle left, and then his big brother, Jerry Reinsdorf, just dumps the table on the ground and puts the puzzle pieces all over the place again and says, no, I'm hiring my guy. He becomes the most powerful guy. Who are you going to hire to check him? He's got his freaking Hall of Fame rings flickering in the sun. Who's, Rick Hahn can't even call him and check him. Well, I mean, you got to have someone who's... You went over my head and hired your best friend. Yeah, but you got to have someone in dugout who at least is going to challenge, make suggestions... Or know the gosh darn rules and figure this stuff out because I listened to that press conference after They're right painful. after right the press after conferences the game are painful. and listen to Tony. I mean, it's so bad that the dye in his hair doesn't even stay. He's I think he's half he's not even alive in the dugout. They they say how how good does Tony look in the Zoom press conferences after the game? And the guy in the radio, you know, I think it was uh, Chuck Garfine. You know, he does the socks. He don't look too good. He looks worn out. And it's only been a month. It's only been a month. We have a lot of games left. And out of the next 60 games or 70 games, we play the Twins like 20 times. The Sox, okay. And then I, every time I put a fucking post on Facebook, I always got these guys atting me, man. It drives, it's driving me crazy. That's what drives me crazy too because it's not 97, and Tony's not running the Cardinals with a young Yachty and a young Albert and Wainwright and all these guys. It is not the same. Modern day, A.J. Hinch, 100 times the manager, Tony La Russa. Modern day, David Ross, 10 times the manager, Tony La Russa. I don't want to hear about what he used to do. You know what? If the Cubs would have brought all these guys up, Schwarbs, all these good draft picks, you know what? Let's call Lupinell and bring Lupinell back. Let's get him back. You know what? He deserves it. Let's do it. Let's call uh, uh, Jim Riggleman. Let's get him back over here and have him run Baez out there. It ain't going to fucking work. This is not working. This is a fucking joke. It has become a joke. It is an absolute joke. I can't, I can't deal with it. And then I got these guys at me talking about, well, they only got three hits, blah, blah, I'm not talking about that because that's baseball. It happens sometimes. You'll score 10, and then you struggle to score a run. It's the way things are. But... I'm talking about decisions, little league decisions, getting a guy thrown out with your captain, T.A. on the on deck circle, taking the bat out of his hands, and then uh, we got a first-round pick, Zach Collins, the right-handed pitcher, lefty power hitter. Oh, let Billy Hamilton let him go. Oh, no, no, your own urinator, let him go, you know? See, and that's the thing. It, it's, it's so funny that this has been brought up a lot, and this is what you were on your high horse early about this, that – this is, um, you were afraid of this happening, and it's happening, and it is at the forefront. You got, the, like, national media talking about it now. Like, Correct. Jeff Passan is Shefty of the MLB. He said, he didn't, obviously don't mention names, but he said there's internal problems in the dugout right now with Tony Russo, the way things he's, what he's doing. I don't know. And the thing is, it's, it's bad when you, your coach is losing you five games. He's lost like five games yeah. this year. Yep. And everybody in the media and everybody in baseball can say, this guy is pr- almost, he, he's lost five games. Yeah. So his war, he's negative five. Yeah. And they say that good managers account for like four or five games, like winning you. 
So because they double. So yeah, they're doubling you. Yeah, because you know they say, well, you just roll the guys out there. Your talent alone will win games, but you're probably responsible for the close ones, maybe five games. Oh, he's negative. We're in the we're in the negative. And you know what else I hate about the people at me again? Don't be giving me this bullshit about us tied with the Royals for first. You happy with that? I, I'm I'm sorry because Tony was supposed to come in here and we're he's going to win the World Series. He's that good. You're happy with the with where our run differential? We should be like 12 games over 500 right now, and we just continue to screw games up with the bullpen and everything else. Well, I didn't know we were happy to be tied with the Royals. Oh, by the way, the Twins haven't got going yet, and we haven't been playing them yet. And I'm a realist. That our schedule has been weak as hell. We played the, and then you know what I hear? Oh, AJ Hinch is doing real good with the Tigers. That's comparing. That's that's not a fair comparison with the where the teams are and where where the payroll's at. Yeah, talk to me in four or five years when that guy's got the Tigers rolling, and we got to play him all the time. But I digress. Or I loot before my blood pressure's going. Here no, I mean I I think you've you've said it well. I mean I don't I don't think. I mean, you were you're, more positive about Tony going of the year. I and, was. And I wasn't. I, I knew this was going to happen. I was. Happen. And I, I just thought, but the one thing that really, and I was, I took a back seat on, was the whole, how was he going to deal with the bat flips? Like the flashiness of the game. Because Tony's like the, I think he might oh, be the, he's the, ultimate the lawyer. He's the off my lawn guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the lawyer of the uh, unwritten rules for baseball. For sure. So, for sure. I just didn't know how that was going to work and coincide. And to me, the one thing that when I watch the White Sox is I don't see that flashiness no anymore. No more. It's not there. It's coming like we're running. It's like you go. It's I'm going to my favorite class. I love math. I'm going to my math class. But I have absolutely the worst teacher known to, known to man. Yeah. And that's what it is. Oh, man. Oh man! Here you I suck go. The energy right I, out. Of I got to go to this class with this teacher. I love math, but I can't get nothing out of him. Right, and that's where they're at. Man, aside from the starting pitching, I mean, Carlos Rodon, the guy is just—you got to give it up for the young fella. I think he's five and zero oh now. He might be starting the All Star game. I mean, he just was unbelievable last night again. Another shutout. He went six innings. He had no hitter going into the sixth inning. Salvi Perez got a little knock off him, but if Tony didn't have the starters, to how they're balling, they'd be in real serious trouble. They'd be in serious trouble because the starters, they're like, I think they got the best statistical ERA and everything rotation in baseball, and they're keeping the socks in all these games, you know, and despite him screwing some of them up. But don't be happy with being tied with the Royals. Our schedule's been weak so far, Okay. You're going to have to play the Twins and Indians a lot. We haven't played the Yankees. We played Boston one series. They whooped our ass. I mean, I'm talking teams that are in the playoffs. When we went, we got to go out west where they never do good out west in Oakland, and and uh, it's it's going to get it's going to get. I think it's going to get worse. Now we talk. Do, we could talk you, about this all day. Tony ain't stepping down. Well, here's a, I was just going to say. What if just Rick Hahn just says enough is enough. <laughs> And just shuts the door closed. Just says, I'm done with this. I, I can't work with this. He's going to leave. No, I don't. He's not going to leave. He's just going to get on air, 
Hot mic. Here it is. Oh, oh air, it out, air it out. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting rid of this guy. Like, he's terrible. I got to get rid of this because I'm losing my team. Yeah, he is. I'm losing the city. I can't do that right now. We're, we're finally on the, on the high road, and I'm losing my players. I'm losing my city. No, I'm losing my fans. No, it's not going to happen. I closed the door. And then, you know. What are they? I'm, I'm telling you, we were talking about this. Man, I'm on the campaign. Bring Ozzy back. I want Ozzy back. Hey, he's he's been so critical, man, in the post game. He's got Frank. He told Frank, "You're my hitting coach. I'm I'm going. We're, we're both going back in the dugout. Get this." You thing want to right. talk about a guy who can <laughs> come back here and, and and coach and manage? Jolt jolt some energy. Bring right it into back. Team. And you know what? And he he's the best of both worlds. He'll check him. And he'll let him have fun. Yeah. Because that's will. the kind of player he was. That's right. the kind of guy. And he showed when in his management when he had the, the, the White Sox, they had fun. Yeah. But when he, but he also, check them, yeah, he, he also would air guys out in the media. Hey, these guys ain't doing their job. He would say it. And he, and but they also, like you said, they respected him. They had fun too at the same time. And you hit it on the head. There's nobody having fun in the dugout. They used to be dancing after hitting home runs, and remember they used to be dancing for dubs in the doing Gilito and Mendick used to be dancing. They said, "Yeah, there's none of that anymore." Tony, that that's it, all of it. And then I was reading Passon's article. He says Rick Kahn wanted Springer. He was gonna we're signing Springer to play right field. The Tony hire goes through. Tony says, "Nope, we're signing him at a meeting. That's my guy. He's playing right." Rick Hines throws his hands up. Fuck it. Okay. That's who Tony wants. Pass and put it in there. They And they said, wow, and Stroman was bomb. coming too. Stroman was coming. Oh, I'm not playing for that fucking guy. You've seen it. He played yeah, on Twitter. He, put it, he went straight to Twitter hey, on that. this is who you're hiring? After all the stuff he said about the kneeling? I'm out. Oh, he's just balling right now. He's balling. I just, you know, when I... When, oh, that drops a big bomb. If they were going to get Springer. He said Springer was going to play right field and then slide to center when Robert needed a day because he could do both. And they said Han was all over it. We're winning right now. And he said that if they signed Springer, it might have they might not have signed Hendricks because he had a budget. But he said, Hey, how many flamethrowers Kopech could close games right now? Right now he could close games. Springer, yeah. Tony wants Adam Eaton. That's kind of and Adam means a fake hustle, practice player. He's a he's a bum. He's a bum too. Is Jim Class hero? Yeah, he's a bum. He's a bum. He was a bum before. Got all that stuff with Larocious kid. Got all that stirred up. Got Chris Sales cutting the jerseys, you know. And then he's doing running into the wall. And he he's another one. He's just like a fake hustle guy. Look like he just gets hurt fake hustling. So you're right. They don't have fun. The teams they don't do the dance for dubs. And then Urinator got benched because he showed up late. They've asked Tony like five times, what happened? How late was he? Can you swear? Nah, he was just late. Now, was the guy, you know, because like you said, you're a manager. Is the guy five minutes late or is he an hour late? There's a lot of things that go into it. Was he hungover or was there an accident? I, you know, you don't know. How do you? And I was thinking about starting Jay Clam anyway. Well, if that, don't say that. Don't say that because that's terrible. What are you talking about? No, that, see, that just goes back to your judgment. What are you thinking? How is that even possible? Then he, that same game, it was against Cleveland. Uh, Please sack on the mound. That guy came up with the bases loaded and runners on second and third twice in that game to struck out both times. He's hitting behind Abreu. So is Abreu going to get anything to hit? Nah. 
We get Jake Lamb's on deck. It's basically a pitcher. I mean, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's hitting 143 to comparing to a guy who's hitting 380. And clean up. I mean, this, that's just. And it's like happening now like two or three times a week. And you know Tony's not quitting. And you know Reinsdorf ain't going to make the call. So, like you said, maybe Rick Hahn has to go on and say, I didn't, this wasn't my <laughs> choice from the get-go. This is blowing up. This is terrible. We're supposed to be winning. This was his goal. Now shut the door. I mean, like, to me, this is the Derrick Rose Bulls all over again. You got this nice young talent. You're trying to figure this out. But Gar and Pax just can't figure it out, and they give you that bad name. No one wants to play for these guys. So now here we got the White Sox doing the same thing. I don't think Rick Hahn, I know he's worked his way through the system with the White Sox. But at the same time, you're not – this is our chance. You want to talk about a chance? Yeah. You, Jerry, you want to get one more for baseball before you go? This is your chance, and you're going to throw it out the window. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. I like Ozzy. Um, if I had another choice, be Sandy Elmar Jr. I like Sandy. He's been with Frank Conner forever. I love Terry, man. I think it'd be a good one. I think he'd be – not his brother. His brother getting some hot water lately. Sandy, I like Sandy, but like you said, I think Ozzy would come in because you see how Cleveland is. Cleveland has fun too with those with uh, Ramirez and Lindor. They had fun too. Like I think Sandy would bring the perfect, and he's the, the whole Latin factor too. You know, Ozzy the same way. But you know, man, it's just it's it sucks because who was available when you hired? That's what the worst part. See, that's 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 the kick in the nuts. It, it, it's it's it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. Yes, it and hurts so bad. you know, let's just go ahead and we'll just. Oh, we, just, a, just a quick shout out to my boy Tibbs because the Bulls think you couldn't do it. You got the Knicks balling. They're gonna be like the fourth seed of the playoffs or the number one defense in the NBA. Go get them, Tibbs. Go get them, man. I, I love it. Derrick Rose, you gotta love it, man. Julius Randle, nobody wanted you. So go ahead. He makes he makes it happen. Dude. Tibbs makes it happen. Tibbs is a winner, man. He knows how to win. How many years did the Minnesota not go to the playoffs? Makes one trade, gets Jimmy Butler. We'll be in there. I mean, we might get swept in the first round, but you guys want to break the curse? We're gonna he got him there. And and is Doc Rivers a coach without him? I don't know. I don't think so. That hasn't Austin showed. Team was special, man. Hasn't showed. A lot of the big three came out and said if Tibbs wasn't on the on there, they had the best defense. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so this is just, you know, give a shout-out for anything, anything across sports, anything you got going on, you give a shout-out to Tibbs. Anything else? No, just I got Tibbs, the baby Bulls. You know what? I remember we had the NBA uh, when we talked about the Bulls. The Bulls pick is protected if they get a low one, but it's not protected after, I think, out of the top six or seven. So now the, the thing is, do they do they lose now? Levine's back. Levine said he's playing the rest of the year, don't care. Trying to get rapport with the guys. I like that. Go let them play, man. So what? You missed out on this year's pick. Whatever. You know? That that's another draft that's coming up. You're talking about we talked about it. the NFL's turning into the NBA. Draft night was fucking crazy. It was nuts. It was awesome. Free agency's been crazy. So yeah, yeah I mean, there's a lot of moves to be made, you know, for the Bulls, but there's another Chicago team on the up and up. New GM, new coach. GM got the coach he wanted, unlike the Sox. So we're we're still chasing. But uh, anything else? I, I just sports. We got you, the French Open coming up. Um, French Open's coming up, huh? 
Yeah, at the end of this month, end of May. Yeah, we got the, the PGA. Rogers coming back. Rogers playing in it. Uh-oh. We got a PGA championship coming up, too. PGA championships, yeah. The end of the month. Uh, I just seen the King of the Clay. Nadal went down the other day on clay. Supposed to be a tune-up. He's, I don't know if he's got it, man. Zevra uh, beat him. Let's just tell you. He'll be ready for the French. You think he'll be ready for the I French? Mean, he's the king of the French. He'll get the Nike, the Nike cutoff, a little pink. I mean, as long as he is, I want to see him go against Curios, that crazy Curios from Australia. Oh, he's yeah. hilarious, dude. And that, that headband keeps oh. getting further and further back like LeBron. For, <laughs> yeah, it sure does, man. But we got to say, is it farewell for pool holes? Oh, man. A lot of jokes were around that Tony was going <laughs> to try to get him on the socks, even though we don't need him. They already said it's not a good fit. It's it sucks. I I love Albert, man. The machine. Nobody's gonna pick. It's it. It's over. You know, but was it was he holding them down? I mean, what what's the deal over there? Oh, he he's Jake Lamb's Nick. Jake Lamb's hitting one thirty right now, and and we he's still employed. But I just think it's just time. You need a young guy to come in. Well, maybe they got you've, a prospect. Yeah, yeah. You've had your guy, and you're holding here. Because, I mean, I'm on here now, and I don't think I can even get his his stats. They're scuffling, though. They've, they've they lost are. a bunch of games. They're hurting her. Rendon's three hurt games, again. Three games below um, 100. So. That team there. That was my, that was my pick from the West. They're and like, then here's the A's. Keep every climbing. Every time they fucking sign a big free agent, man, just it doesn't work. You know, it's almost like, remember Seattle when they had King Felix? They got, like, they got Trout. Every guy they try to put around him, Upton, Rendon, Pujols, Josh Hamilton, there's been a bunch of guys. Just They just can't get it done. It just doesn't work. Shohei's just, oh, he's, he's letting it go. <laughs> Shohei's balling, man. Chief called me the other day. Are you watching this Otani? Oh, my God. This <laughs> Otani's fucking throwing 100 miles an hour. I said, yeah, he's balling, man. He's good. I told you. He's uh, he can he can throw it and he can hit it too, so but Chief, uh, your boy Chief, I gotta tell you this: we haven't had a Chief story on here. He calls me this morning. Yeah, I got need help. You gotta come uh, pick me up from the car place. I'm getting some tints on the on the, on the windows. Hey, Nelly, I know it was '95. What are you getting tints on your Chevy Traverse or whatever he's got? It's like a Chevy SUV. I just think it looks pretty nice. It's got the white. I got the tints. Dude, this guy, man, I don't understand. What the, he's retired now. I don't know if this is a gift to himself or something. Oh, he's got him on there. He looked like it looked like a fucking limousine. Picking, you know, what is going on, dude? <laughs> Maybe he's gonna become an Uber driver, and he's got to be. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be incognito. incognito right, you don't right. want people to know. Hey, I told him. I, you know what he said? What if I start that Uber? He did say something about this. So what are you gonna be, Denzel in the that one movie? Uh, what is it? Uh, what he's like the fixer? What are you gonna be, Denzel? Like an undercover Uber driver, he's like fixing people's problems and shit. Oh, hilarious, man! So yeah, Chief's got the tints, and uh, I said, "When do you get a sound system in here too and get some uh, subwoofers?" I mean, if that's where we're going, let's go all the way. Get get the whole '90s thing back. Oh, he's he's dropping it. Yeah, get dropping some spinners, like get some spinner rooms, and let's do it. Oh, good old but Chief. We're going to Memphis next week, so Memphis in May. Oh yeah, you guys are going. Yeah. You and Pops and me, Chief. Listen, Silas, I I told Chief for his birthday. His birthday's next week, and for his retirement. Okay, happy birthday, Chief. Yeah, Chief's uh, and uh, happy retirement. Yeah. Congrats to you and all your hard work that you've done. So yeah, we'll be listening to this episode on the way there. 
That'd be awesome. Yeah. Memphis and May, huh? Memphis and May. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're leaving Thursday, and it goes from like Wednesday to Wednesday. It's long. So like, we're going on Friday, and we got a thing where we can uh, go talk to the judges how they judge it, and then go on the people's like rigs, and you can take a tour. It's like an extra twenty bucks. They say well, might as well, you know. And then we're gonna go to that Beale Street Saturday. I've never been there. Let's be careful. I guess it's like a kind of like a bunch of bands, you know. Yeah, it's Blues, a right? it's a good time. I I haven't been there, but I've heard it's kind of like um, Bourbon Street, Bourbon kind of Street, a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, like I I follow like all the Pitmaster guys, and they're all like getting their rigs ready ready because they're like Memphis and May is like the first event, big event that opened since COVID. All the big shots are going Tuffy, Myron, Mo. They're like I work competing this year, and then like it doesn't open till three to the public because they do all the Pit master stuff early. They get the judging out of the way. Then they sell. They cook their stuff, and you go try it. Like the Rib Fest. Similar. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I've never been nothing like outside the Rib Fest. I'm cool with me. Seven-hour drive, not bad. Oh, that's good. I've, I've heard Memphis is a nice town and good to stay in. You'll have fun. You guys enjoy yeah. your trip. Eat some good barbecue. Can't wait to hear about that. We'll have to ask you that in the next show, oh, yeah. how you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. And uh, the conversations with Chief on the way down. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be uh, between him and Cy. Oh, I'm. Yeah, you, I'm you, sure it's gonna. I think you might need to invest in some AirPods or something. You know, yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gotta it, happen. Yeah, I told Chief, make sure you have your tablet, get your earphones going. I'm hoping everybody kind of just does their own thing, which isn't gonna happen. You get a little sugar in Chief and Cy, and it's a rat. Well, the the, the <laughs> so no no gas station stops. You just. Keep powering through. Yeah, we're just going to probably have to fill up once and just keep mowing. Uh, big question is, though, are you taking the new whip? you getting with the tents. Is that what you're driving? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Chief said, oh, thanks for inviting me. I'm not taking my new car. I'm getting all those miles. Of, no problem, Chief. I'll just put the miles on mine, you know? The, the Jeep that got stolen already got 10,000 more than it should have got, you know? I'll just, I'll just rack him up on that thing. He cracks me up, man. But, yeah, you, I'm just I'm thinking about it, and Alyssa's like, you know, I told Chief, I didn't even want him to drive. You know, I'm just like, just relax. It's your retirement thing type thing. I just want you to chill. I'm paying for the whole thing. Like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, he'll probably buy the food tickets or whatever. But I'm just going to have to sit back, relax, and strap it down. Because it's going to be, I, you, it's going to be him and Cy, when they get going. I mean, I live with them in the same house. Yeah. It, it's, you know, business is about to pick up, as old, good old JR would say. Because it's, they go nuts. Well, man. you better get the. The, I'm talking the notebook out, the recorder, whatever. <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious, man. Because now that size playing baseball, you know, Chief is like on him, you know. Boy, you you can't hit, man. What's going on? You ain't swinging the bat. And size of Chief, I'm trying up there, man. He's like flustered, but Chief said, ah, you'll be all right. You throw hard. Throw hard at everybody. Kids will learn how to catch it. They keep wearing a couple off the shirt, you know. He's hit a couple kids in the arm and stuff. He's worried, you know. Chief said, I don't know, just throw gas, man. You'll be all right. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh it's gonna be a good trip, man. I'll have to yeah, I've let you know we'll give a I wanna I just wanna meet those guys. I'm gonna get a couple picks. There you go. I'll throw the mask on if you want me to, if you're more comfortable. I know down south they're just kinda they're kinda doing their own thing. Yeah, but, there might not be COVID down there. No. I don't think it exists down there, but yeah, I, I wanna meet Myron. You know, I'm like one of those guys that I don't really like pictures, but I just wanna meet you. I just yeah. hey, hey, what's up? I just want to talk to you like you're a normal person. I'm not even going to ask him any questions about barbecue. I just want to say, hey, what's up? You know, I follow you. Love the show. Love the YouTube thing. And then uh, I, that's fine with me. I don't really need I'm not a huge picture guy. 
or autograph guy. I just like, you know, hey, I met that guy. I talked to him. You know, it's cool. So, well, have fun and enjoy and eat some great food. And uh, sir, I haven't ate barbecue, man. I haven't. We made the wings, but I'm like, I'm not eating no barbecue. I don't want to be like all barbecued out and then go down there and eat more. I'm just laying off. That's what I just said. I said, man, once uh, school's officially out, I'm going to buy me a brisket and let it rip. going to let it rip? Nice. Yeah. You, got the, you got the offset, right? No, I don't have an offset. Oh, you got a I drum. Got the smoke. Yep, I got the drum. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to go, what do you what, what do you usually use in that boy, bad boy? A little hickory or what? Uh, it depends what I'm kind of feeling. But usually I use uh, probably hickory or more so post oak. Texas post oak. Yeah. Way to go. Get the for, nice for dark the, crust yeah. and brisket. But, uh, you know, that's just an, that's another day, another dollar. But um, We got Grandpa. You want to say something before we end the show? It's about to be over. Hubbies are hot. They won, they won again. Oh. Dodgers. The Dodgers the other day. They swept hey. them. Down. You heard it here first. When it gets hot, you'll find out who the boss is. June or July when the hot weather's hot. Get hot. Okay. That was from Davey Lopes himself. That's right. Hopefully Rossi's listening to that. Get some, uh, get it. Make sure the boys are rolling when the weather gets hot. All right, guys. Until next time. See you.